Hey besties, thank you so much for tuning into The Vault Podcast. I have some amazing guest speakers here with me today and I'm so excited. And I'm going to start off by introducing, and I'll start with Avery. We have Avery here. He is my pastor, my brother-in-law, my spiritual leader. He's everything, the whole nine. My sister here, that girl. I have Daya here with me. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be hard. (laughs) I have Daya here with me. She is my sister, my bestie, the whole nine. And then I have Dre here. My man. Thank you to my man. <laughs> so for people who don't know you, let's start off with you, Avery. Tell us something about yourself. So my name is Avery. I am a father. I'm a husband. I'm a pastor. Um, I work in the Board of Education. Um, I love kids. And um, I love education. And I love making a difference in my community. Period. Wonderful. My name is Daya. I am a wife to thee. I am a mother, I am a hairstylist, and I'm a first lady. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, my name is Andre. Um, I'm a musician and I'm a producer. Just short and simple. Okay. So today we're going to get into relationship talk. We're going to discuss Christian marriage versus Christian courtship. Um, I have each and every one of us here so that we can discuss it. Um, we have Avery and Daya here. They are married, and Andre and I are dating, and we are aspiring marriage. So we are going to try to take as much advice from Avery and Daya um, when it comes to our relationship, and for those who may be listening or watching, what advice they can take, whether they're married or just simply dating. So Avery, let's start off with you. What advice can you give to um, people like Andre and I, or people who are aspiring marriage, or are currently engaged or whatever the case may be what advice can you give them uh the first piece of advice that i i I think that i can give is don't let people tell you that you're too young to be married and don't let people tell you oh live your life and and because you could be passing up a great opportunity to be with the person that you've dreamed of being with and um i know that for a long time you know um, i was always dating people that people thought looked good on me yeah. or that was first lady material or that was uh that would fit the look mm-hmm. um and i was like i don't want that for myself yeah. i want to be with someone and marry someone that i want to be with and that i want to marry and i did just that yeah. <laughs> um i would say also take your time yeah. You know, um, it's also a, if you know, you know, we got married in less than a year. Yeah. But we still kind of took our time, even though we rushed, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because once you're in it, that's it. Right, right. And you could say, get out, divorce, X, Y, and Z, but then that really defeats the whole purpose. So, you know, also just go with your gut, go with your heart. If If you're dating the person that you do want to marry, then... Forget what anybody has to say. Forget mm-hmm. situations y'all gone through. Forget outside voices because at the end of the day, like, this is your life, you know? Right. So you can be young and still be happily married. Right. So what can you say? Because I know a lot of our family's opinions and friends' opinions do matter to us. And sometimes when you're young, like Andre and I, you always hear, oh, you're too young to get married. How can you silence those voices of other people saying, 
negative comments and things of that nature to you. You want to go? I have something to say. I would say keep them out Mm -hmm. because people mostly give opinions based off of what they know. Right. So Mm -hmm. if they know that you guys have broken up and got back together Mm -hmm. or whatever reasons y'all did separate or the case may be, then just because you forgive your partner doesn't mean other people do so yeah i forgive you for what you've done and i'm i'm willing to move forward with you but then you have people that have your best interests but really don't know the severity of your relationship because they only know the bad you know so i say keep people out if you want to get married i mean few people knew we would get married I didn't even know we would get married, to be honest. We was chilling. <laughs> but yeah, um, just keep people out because the more people the more people that you invite into your relationship, that's more voices that you're right. battling with, like, are they right? Should yeah. I you know, so just And then when a moment a situation erupt, you're like, Oh dang, I should have listened to them and it just causes huge conflict. And confusion, yeah. yeah. And and I think that um you have to also like Check the motives of the people around you and why they say what they say. Because most times people project their bad experiences on you. And um, they're speaking from a place of experience. But your experience doesn't have to be my experience. So you can give good advice without projecting your your, uh, negative uh, past on my positive future. Mm -hmm. I think the best advice somebody can give is follow God. Yeah. Pray about it. Yeah. Because just because you got married young and got a divorce in a year doesn't mean that everybody, you know, because people said to us, oh, yeah, getting married too fast, but now we're almost three years married. Yeah. Period. So, period. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't easy. It, 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 it's, it's not easy. It's of not easy not. at all, especially because we're young. So, oftentimes, you know, we probably think, like, what am I doing? I'm young. Yeah. But it's like, that's because you let the world you know, influence you. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. Agreed. You have any questions? Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what advice can you give to those who are currently married? Um, forget the dating stage. What about those who are married? They're like, oh, maybe we did rush into this a little too fast. Or they're like, oh, maybe we should have just continued dating for a little longer. What advice can you give those people? Hmm. Well, um, I think that every day that you wake up, it's a choice to be with that person. Um, There is no gun to your head. There is no um, obligation, really, for people to stay. They can wake up tomorrow and be like, I'm out. Um, (laughs) But but I think that you have to make a conscious decision every day. You have to choose that person um, every single day. You have to choose their flaws. You have to choose their issues. You have to choose whatever comes with it mm-hmm. and I think you make that choice every single day it's literally every day that you wake up you make the choice and you say I'm going to do this for my family I'm going to be present I'm going to be active right, um, right. so I think that if you're married right now and you're contemplating whether you want to be with that person or contemplating whether you rushed into things I think you need to go back maybe even watch a wedding video yeah, watch take you know look one. at the pictures remember the reason why you did it in the first place right, right. and I think that that should like give you that push that you need to keep going that's actually good yeah that's good I second that <laughs> I second that that's good do you feel like you choose your significant other do you feel like you choose your spouse or do you feel like God chooses oh you boy. choose your spouse <laughs> yeah you um, choose your spouse yeah. why do you that's think it. so why? because the bible says a man that finds a wife 
Oh, period. <laughs> it does not say a man that goes towards the woman that God put in his direction. No, right. it does, right. it's that not that true. difficult. People, that people look so deep into it. It simply says a man that finds a wife finds a good thing. It doesn't say a man that listens to the, the, the voice that I told him. Like, you know, yeah. it's just. And if it says a man that finds a wife finds a good thing and I find what I believe God wants for me, what if that person is nothing that I wanted? It could be a bad yeah. thing. And I found a bad thing now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that you choose who you want to be with. Okay. I think that you choose who treats you right, who is able, because. Not everybody's able to treat you how you want to be treated right, right. and to produce the needs that you have. Right. And so you get to choose. I think that's honestly true because you all, there's always a huge debate. Oh, you don't find your spouse. You don't choose who you date. God chooses that perfect person for you. However, what if you're dating someone who doesn't align with the will of God for your life? What mm-hmm. if you're dating someone who's actually distracting you or pulling you away from the will of God mm. over your life? So how do you navigate through that? How do you navigate through dating someone that's pulling you away from the from the will of God? Yeah. If we choose our, our spouse, if we mm-hmm. choose our significant other, and this person's actually pulling us further away from our call or... Um, our destiny, how do we navigate through potentially throwing them away? I don't want to say throwing them away, but letting them go. Mm -hmm. um, How do we know if that's the right step that we're supposed to take, being that we're supposed to be the one to choose our spouse? Does that make sense? Yes, it it does does make sense. It's definitely a process. That's one. But if if you're in any type of relationship with anybody who's taking you away from god and taking you away from the will that god's ha- god has for you then they're clearly not the person for you right. and it does not take god to come down and say don't marry him <laughs> for you to know that that's Sometimes not the person wish should... god would just yeah but down. you yeah, know right, right. And, <laughs> instead he, he 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 gives us reasons he, he shows us things about these people and he puts stumbling blocks in our way it's our choice whether we want to go with that or not right, right. but i think there's also signs too like if i'm a christian I don't think that there's anything wrong necessarily with a Christian dating a non-Christian, but I yeah. think that you, it, your life should be effective in their lives. Right. So if you're a Christian and you're dating someone who's not a Christian and you are living a life that's convincing, mm-hmm. then they too will become a Christian. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with you bringing a non-Christian into the Christian family by way of reading with them, mm-hmm. helping them understand and some people, they don't have an issue probably with Christianity. I think it's more with understanding what it is that we exactly we believe. Yeah. Because a lot of religions, they can like, with no problem, they can explain why they believe what they yeah. believe. And that's so hard for like Christian people right. to like be able to effectively explain <laughs> why we believe in God the way we do. So um, I think that it's fine as long as you're living a life that's gleaning them toward like the same life you're living. Right, right. So what about people who are dating someone with the opposite religion, like a Christian dating a Muslim? Muslim yeah. What about that? What happens in that situation? Are we mm. supposed to stray away from dating people of other religions? I, I think I that... I up to pastor. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I mean, I think that... Um, that 
it's just it's it's possible mm-hmm. to date someone in the opposite religion and convert them. Um, I don't think that if they make you feel good, if they if you love them, and we're talking about love versus Christianity, yeah. we're talking about how someone uh, makes me feel in the natural versus spiritual. I'm not spiritual 24-7. Yeah. So if I'm dating this person or married to this person who is not necessarily following in the same path of Christianity as me, does it mean that they will never? Right. Does it mean that I can't try? Right. Does it mean that if they come to church with me that I can't go to one of their services or whatever they do? Yeah. And I, I just believe that if you keep living your life of truth, one truth will be exposed. Right. And there you'll find contentment. That is true. Mm-hmm. What about you, First Lady? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I said I'll leave it to Pastor. Nah. Because I actually I have a question. I have a question. This is kind of now off, off the relationship. No, it's still about the relationship. What if you are married, because I actually know somebody in the situation. What if you are a Christian and you're married to somebody of the, like a different religion, and there's no converting. It's like literally conflicting. Yeah, that was my question. Mm, that was what you meant. Yeah, that was my like, question. Like, it's so conflicting Oh, is this that... ask me? Um... Yeah. <laughs> if it's not the guest, I want to know, what if it becomes, like, conflicting? Like, I can't even bring my kids yeah, to church because, because like he it... wants to, you know, take the kids to his church or whatever. Mm. It's like, how do you live? Like, there's no peace there. I feel like it does become extremely conflicting. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're strong in what yeah. you believe. Like, well, if we're, if, heads, well, if we're looking know. at it um, from a point of view of Christianity, mm-hmm. um, a scripture that comes to me is, how can two walk together unless they agree? Yeah. So I think that that's something that needs to be established before you even get married. Right. How is this going to look? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that I will advise before getting married, to sit down and actually work those things out yeah. so that they're not game changers once the marriage license is already signed. Yeah. Um, what does our life look like with me going to church with the kids and you going to the mausoleum or you going, not the mausoleum, that's not the right word. <laughs> 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 I was thinking, but, yeah, what about the uh, kingdom hall? The, the kingdom, kingdom hall, yes. Yeah, so, I don't know why. I said, no, mausoleum is where dead people are. <laughs> oh my God. So I that was, you're not going that there. Was, I mean, I was like, mausoleum. Ooh. Let's stick with let's stick with synagogue, all right? Or did you say Kingdom Hall? Jehovah's Witness oh, go to yeah, Kingdom, the Kingdom Hall. Hall. But we need to sit down and map out what does that look like. Right. Um, should it be a game changer or a deal breaker for the person that you really truly love? I don't think so. Right. But I think that there is a conversation that needs to be had on oh, yeah. what does our lives look like. Right, right. You know, what does our which way are we going to go with our children? Right. Are we yes. going to celebrate Christmas or we're not going to celebrate Christmas? Are we going to put up you know, eggs around the house for Easter, or are we never going to do that? Are we doing Hanukkah versus, you know what I'm saying? I think that that's conversations that you need to have um, prior to even walking down the aisle. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's interesting because we we never actually sat down and talked about, like, anything, really. Yep, we didn't. Yeah. What do you mean? We never, we never sat down. We never talked about finances. But we that's never... what you have people like pastors and marriage counselors and the person that's supposed to marry you is supposed to do these things. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But 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 my <laughs> point in no saying shade. My, my, <laughs> no shade. But my point in saying it was that that that's exactly why you choose and you work out how it works 
for you and your per- your partner because we're going on married three years and we never had those conversations. And to this day, we have never, ever, ever had an argument, not one time, about money. Because I ain't got none, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my story. <laughs> um, that's why there's nothing to argue about. <laughs> no, but she, she, you do work. Yeah, You work, work and you make money coin, and you pay your bills. I but, do what um, I do when he does I just think that when you want to be together and that's really all that matters and you want to work things out, those things don't matter. Yeah, like when the cable bill comes yeah. up, you, you, listen, you got it, yeah. pay it. Yeah. Um, the water bill comes through. All right, I got a little something. I'll pay it. When I'll the, put half. I'll put it. Yeah, know, I'll the groceries need to be had. <laughs> All right, I, listen, I'm already on my way. I, I, listen, somebody just cash at me $100. I'm about to do it. Yeah. You know, um, so I think it's just all in how it works for you guys. Is it smart to sit down and plan and, you know, do all of those things? Yeah. Um, but I think that we're living in a different society now than it, than it used to be. I don't, you know? I don't, I don't. <sighs> I kind of disagree. Okay. I disagree. I disagree because what you may discuss before getting married does not mean that's it. Mm. So he could he could have had a six figure job. I had my little you know whatever, and we discuss finances, and then he loses his job. Mm. What do you do? Throw that whole financial contract down down a drain? Like so, you don't want to have certain conversations that are literally to live by. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I think so. that they are goal goal builders, you know, mm-hmm. steps mm-hmm. to attaining something great, you know. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not right now, or even if I do lose my job, it won't be forever. Mm-hmm. You know, we still have um, we still have a goal to ascertain. We still have a goal in mind. We still want to have this much money in the account to put down on a house. We still want to make sure we have this much money in emergency funds in case something happens and we lose health insurance and we have mm-hmm. a major bill. So... I guess we're both right. Yeah. Because for me, I plan everything out down to the nitty gritty of things. And I know Jeez. and I know <laughs> it stresses Andre out because I just don't like going with the wind. I like to have everything planned. planned and outlined in front of me. And Andre, he's, he likes to go with the wind wherever the yeah. wind blows yeah. him. And we kind of bump heads when it comes to certain things of that nature because I'm like, I need directions. I need a plan right in front of me. And being that we're two different people in a situation like that, how can you, what advice can you give to someone who is in a relationship like that? Mm-hmm. Is it good that I need direction for every little thing or is it better for us to just go with the wind? So it's it's normal for opposites to attract mm-hmm. because yeah, it, just like you guys are opposites in that uh, day and I are opposites in a lot of ways as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so and so ways. your example of you like to have things mapped out, whereas he likes to go with the wind. Um, I like things to be like I'm like very strategic with certain things and they is like. Yeah, it's going to get done. You know, we're, we're going to do it. It's going to get there one day next Monday. Next Monday. And if not that Monday, the following Monday. So, so, so opposite so definitely track. Like a um, I, I think you know. that it, uh, it, it's all about saying, okay, I know the person that I'm with. Yes. So I need to take control in that area. And, not yeah. get and although the men are supposed to be in charge, um, we're actually supposed to help each other. Yeah. We're supposed yeah. to be in a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. So where I know you lack, I I make up for it. So it will never even be exposed. So since we're talking about partnership, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you feel like everything should be fifty fifty? No, 
Oh, no. Oh. It's a big no. <laughs> big no. Um, the, the partnership in that is the agreement. So <laughs> you agree to pay this and I'll do this. Like, we don't, we don't go 50-50. Are 50, you talking 50. about financially or it could be emotionally, mentally? Anything, like, overall. Not just financially. Not just financially. Yeah, um, No, because it's just... If we're not only talking about financially and we're talking about holistically, mm-hmm. it's impossible because, quite honestly... Men don't don't require what women require, yeah. Yeah, and sure. so it's just it's just never going to be fifty fifty because women require probably seventy five percent of affection. Yeah, not and, too much. And not and too much. we don't like, <laughs> we don't Make like men. Men honestly, men really don't require like that much. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, and so it's not a fifty fifty in that. Yeah. Um, however, I do think that men do have a lot of responsibility as it pertains to that whole picture you know they are supposed to be the breadwinners and providers they are supposed to be the protectors Mm -hmm. they are supposed to be um the ones that make you feel secure and validated and make you feel that you belong and that you're loved and so we have it's never 50 50 because if you look at it from a holistic point of view it's definitely not 50 50 um but i think that when you're in something you have to come to terms with and be okay with saying i know what it is that i'm supposed to bring to the table Mm -hmm. um and that as long as and that's for women they should look at it in the sense of if you have a good man and you have a good man that's checking off those categories then you should say to yourself okay whatever the rest of the percentage is that he needs i need to make sure that i'm on top of that and making sure that I do so whether that's making sure that the house is clean or doing the laundry or making sure that he has food when he comes home from work and making sure that his lunch is prepared before he goes to work right. you know there's a like there's like a compromise there yeah. because there is a lot that the, the men has to check off and when you have a good man you ought to keep him yeah, yeah. yeah. so my question for you men um, with the understanding that you guys are always under pressure for the most part being that you guys carry most of the weight when it comes to relationships families things of that nature how can us as females help to alleviate that weight? i understand you Mm. said we can help cook clean and things of that nature yes those are acts of service but how can we help on an emotional mental spiritual level just give us some time you know when we need like when we need a like read us Sometimes we don't want to say it because then it'll come off that there's a problem. Yeah. 90% of the time, there's no problem. Okay. We just like to have a moment okay. or a few okay. to just be like, listen, he just want to watch his movies. He's he's not mad. He's not he's not upset. He just want to chill. Yeah. You know, because we think about a lot. Yeah. You know, even the things that, especially the providers, you know, and Andre's a provider and I'm a provider, and we think about the future. Mm-hmm. Like, we do go wherever the wind blows us, but at the same time, we know that we have deadlines to meet. We know that next month, we got to be paying them bills, and we got to do those <laughs> things. So our minds are always wandering, making sure that whatever you need, making sure that I, that we buy you, ladies, what you want before you can even say it. Yeah. Or, or what you need before you can even ask for it. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's, it's like a constant thing. Yeah. So when what we like in return is just some calm and some peace and just give us just some tranquility. Yeah. Give us a second. You know, so I would say for me, for me, it would, for me, it would be just some time to like, just like he's chilling. Let him, just some time. 
you know. Uh, I don't know what what else, Andre. I mean, I definitely agree. I mean, time of all, because I feel like I'll be on our backs like 24-7. Dang. That was hard. I was trying to keep it PG. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, just time, because, you know. Because we can nag. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I think that's our human nature. Exactly. When we we feel like something is wrong, we want to make sure you're good. Yeah, but then when you know, like, when you know your man, you're like, it's nothing wrong with him. He just... He's just being Avery, like, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, I'm going to go do my nails. I'm going to go do my hair. I'm going to do my life. I'm going to go do something. That's all me. And, um, <laughs> and let him, you know, because for me, when I get home, you know, I be in, like, I hear you. I, I, I really hear you. But I'm, 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 I'm busy. I'm, like, right here. Like, I'm watching the Parkers. Um, and I'm right here. <laughs> like, I, I, I just, just let, let me, let me, yeah. let me be. I mean, sometimes they is talking to me. At the wrong, this is like the wrong time. Wrong time. And she's like, um, "Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Yes. Like, do you? Are you? Do, I said, I hear you, but like, I just want to eat. I, I just want to eat and watch TV. Like, that's all. That's all I want. I mean, I'm not long, ignoring you. I'm not ignoring not you. Not ignoring you. Just want to chill. Well, you are ignoring me because you just want to chill. But <laughs> okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Well, technically, you're ignoring if you're not responding. Thank you. Because Thank you, you just want to chill. You're ignoring me. <laughs> You literally. Like, no, it's not ignoring. It's it's hoping that you pick up and, and the vibe. Quiet. Pick like, up what I'm. We have to, to pick up y'all vibe. What is it? Pick up what I'm trying to put down. Yeah, like, <laughs> we gotta pick up what y'all putting down. Yeah. So yeah. we need that in return. Because it's as like well. if if we walk into the into a house, we we know for a female if she's not saying nothing, she's you know maybe slamming the doors, maybe she's you know clicking on her phone a little extra hard. Like we know, okay, what happened? Yeah. What's going on? Something's up, but guys, we just be chilling. Like nothing be wrong. We just want to vibe. Like we want to relax. Okay, vibe. <laughs> cool. <laughs> She's like, watch when we get home. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not. This is not. This is not brand new news. So you know, right? Like today when he was. Remember when I called y'all and he was livid. No, because today I didn't was say. A, today was I didn't a hard say day. when he got home. I, just, I said nothing. I stayed on the bed. So he was getting ready. I offered to fix his hair. I got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I literally left him alone until we got in the car. I don't know <laughs> if she I left me. I don't know car. if she left me alone though because um, she understood me in that moment, or if she just knew I was mad and that anybody could catch it in any <laughs> second. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it no, was more that. I understood you. See, the thing is, I'm an overthinker. Mm-hmm. I, I spend a lot of time in my head. So if I'm trying to, I mean, as Andre, as an example, if I see, I can sense that he's upset and he just needs time, I would then be in the back of my head like, what if he actually doesn't need time, but he actually wants me to go and comfort him or whatever the case may be? I don't know. How I don't to have read those minds. issues. Yeah, I don't. Know I know how he to does not want that. <laughs> no, that's not, no, that's see, that's not true. It just, it just, it's, it's very far in between. But it's, it's not doesn't mean that I don't need comforting. Um, I think it depends on the situation. I think it depends on your person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know my person is not a comforting, like, he doesn't want me to hug him and, are you okay? He's going to be like, I'm good. Like, I'm good. Yeah, it's yeah most of the time, I mean. Exactly. It's your You'll person. know when we need comforting because we'll probably end up comforting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how you know. Like, if we get into bed and we just start doing unusual stuff like cuddling you and grabbing you but not wanting any sex. We just want to chill. Then you'd yeah. be like, oh, my baby. Something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> my baby. Yeah. Okay. He said, yeah, you sound like a horse. 
<laughs> but that's not often for me. It's not often. Your bun is falling. I know. I feel it. It's fine. Um, it's not often for me, but not often. Okay. Very much not often. Yeah. Okay, got it. Got it. Because I'm, you know, I'm a strong man. You know, strong man. Yeah. That's that's. Thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> I always hear like from my mom and things of that nature. She always say to me. Oh, Monty, you can't wear the pants and the skirt all the time. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, we grew up watching her play both roles. Mm-hmm. and um, I Mr. Always, and Mrs. Make It Happen. Yeah, and <laughs> I always had a hard time trying to um, remove my dominant side mm. and tap more into femininity mm. and things of that nature. And it's so difficult. So yeah. It is so hard, and I realized that Andre and I bump heads in situations like that because it's like he's like when are you going to allow me to take control you could correct me if I'm wrong he did bring that to my attention one time and I was just like I don't know how I didn't tell him that though I was just in my head like I don't know how to do that because Mm -hmm. that's how I grew up that's how I was raised watching my mom do that Mm -hmm. so for people who are like me um, I can even take that advice how can I try to remove that more so dominant side you can even answer that <laughs> okay well i can say um you know it first it first begins with trust you have to trust the person that you're with because mm-hmm. it took me i'm better right i'm better <laughs> yeah i'm i'm, I'm definitely still better. working on it still working on it but oh, i so you had the same issue oh still honey have the same issue. no <laughs> i'm like at least 75 percent better i'd be like who are you talking to huh? so, I'm, <laughs> 75 is 75 high. That's high. That's high. What do you get for 72? Okay, I'll take that. You're throwing around big numbers here. <laughs> yes, I'll take that. Um, it first begins on trusting the person that you're with. Because if you if you see that he's making it happen, if you see that he's going out his way to make sure that you're happy and all your needs are met, then it's like, put that guard down a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. there's no that's need. That's yeah, it's no need to act like you can do everything because in reality you really can't. Yeah. Like you really can't. Sure so it's it's all an act. Right. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it's, especially when you're with somebody who's doing it, it's like there's no need yeah, yeah. for you to act like you don't need them because in reality I need him. Yeah. He needs me. Right. You know, we could definitely like say, "Oh, you know, I don't need anybody, but that's not true. Like, yeah. you need a partner. You need somebody to spend life with. You need somebody to go to sleep next to and wake up to every day. Or you're going to be lonely and you're going to have bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you need, we, we all need that. So it's just understanding the person that you're with and realize that you don't have to put your guard up with that person yeah. because they're not what you've gone through. They're not what you've experienced. So that's kind of what's helping me is knowing that he's not like any of my exes. He's not like men that i definitely I've, not he's not like men <laughs> that i've witnessed like growing up he's not like so i don't have to be so aggressive and abrasive because you know he's doing a thing period yeah. i think we need to talk to that yes <laughs> that's clap. That um and i also think that a big a big part of um that dominance is and it's not like just with you guys but just with women all around i think that um you know, fatherhood plays a huge role in that. Definitely. Um, because your father is supposed to treat you the way that 
Like your man is supposed to treat you better, like the same way your father did. Yeah. Just like how your father's a provider and your father's a protector and your father gives you whatever you want and he spoils you. I think that 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 when that's missing, um, it 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 puts up that barrier, yeah. and it does put you in a place where I don't know what to do, and rightfully so. You don't know what to do because some has not really experienced that mm-hmm. um, the way that they should. And I know I can't speak for everyone, but I know like some things that they may have shared with me that, you know, she didn't have the relationship that she uh, was supposed to have with her yeah. father. Um, and we're not like, you know, we're not saying anything neg- negative about it because at this point we're adults yeah, right. and we don't we don't look on our past to make excuses for right. poor behavior. But we we use that to say, um, you know, I am who I am now because of the experiences that I've been through. Yeah. And um, for, for those that will, will watch this and those that will say, well, what can I do? I'm already grown. The relationship is not is not there. Mm-hmm. How how do I how do I do this? And my answer to you would be, I think you should write letters to your father about ways in which you would have wanted him to treat you. And I think that that will kind of settle the dust a little Mm -hmm. because you know what you would have expected from him and how that would have made you feel and how that would have made the woman you would have, that you think you would have been. And that will teach you that you are now a product of a self-made woman who beat the odds yeah. and came out and was able to be married and have children and build a family and be successful and not be who you know your lineage uh, was set up to make you be yeah. you are successful and yeah. you're going to carry it out so you previously mentioned that growing up with an absent father can really affect our relationship especially for us females um how can we rekindle that trust that was compromised? Because mm. for me, I know it was very difficult for me to trust people because I was like, okay, my father's gone and mm-hmm. he's someone that I expected to be present in my life. The trust was completely compromised and it was gone for everybody that I encountered. So how can we rekindle that trust that was compromised? Um, I, go ahead. I would say... Um, in a sense, let it go. Because you can't go back and change that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go back and change it. And you cannot. <laughs> Wait, I was going <laughs> to I was going to come back after her and say, well, <laughs> well, you can't just let it go. I was about to say, what do you mean? You can't let it go. <laughs> because I don't want to sound like cold about it because I've actually gone through it but yeah. yeah but you can't just let it go I mean it, I mean you can't but it does take time and it's a process but you, a part of letting it go is realizing that you cannot go back how many years it's been to make him the person that you need him to be but it's you. not about making him the person that you need him to be it's but about, if he was the person I needed him to be I wouldn't have these issues but that thing is not about him it doesn't become about him anymore right. it's about you but what it has he actually has done, nothing to do with has what nothing. he has done and what he could have done definitely changes and shifts the person that you are and could have but been. But that's the part that needs to be let go of. The yeah. part that needs to be let go of is what he did not do. Not letting go of the feel because the feeling of mishandlement and mistreatment and abandonment, abandonment is still that's 
that's still something to hold on to. No, absolutely. It's letting go what he neglected to do. Because at this point, he can't change it. And you don't need him in that arena anymore. But there is something still worth holding on to. And that is how it does still affect you today. And how it does cause you to react and how it does cause you to be overprotective maybe of yeah. your daughter because you refuse to allow her to go through anything similar when that shouldn't even be on your mind at all yeah. it should be natural that no you're that's your father like he's going to be there for you like but in some part of your mind it's like i don't want my daughter to ever face what i've I, what i had to face but you shouldn't even have to think that yeah. and so it's not necessary the part that is worth letting go is what he did not do but well, your feelings like for what he did not daughter, do is still actually. valid. I don't feel that way about my daughter. You don't feel that you don't want her to live the life you lived? But I know that she's not. No, but that doesn't that doesn't negate the fact that you 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 sometimes think about the fact that mm-hmm. you don't want her to live the life that you've lived. When it comes to certain things, but when it comes to the rejection and abandonment of a father, I personally personally honestly I don't feel that way. Like I don't I don't even see that for her. Because I know at the end of the day, it's also the person that you're with. So I know at the end of the day, whether me and you decide to to get a divorce and go out separate ways, I know that at the end of the day, you're still going to be the father that you can be for the most yeah. part. I mean, that's what we hope. That's what we hope. I mean, my mother, and my mother and father, my that. mother and father were married, and they had three children. They were they in the beginning stages. They were happy about being married. Um, their their parents were bishops and pastors, and it it was never even a thought that. That they wouldn't be together. Um, and my father just changed his mind. He just changed. He was a totally different person. Had another baby by somebody else. Um, and had multiple women, different things that he did. And was out on the streets leaving us with our mother many, many times without food, without money, without protection. I'm pretty sure that that wasn't the plan that she thought was going to be even if they weren't together yeah. but it still was the case i mean that's true so when i say let it go that's why i'm saying like i don't mean like in a harsh way but at the end of the day you cannot change what you've gone through you cannot change mm-hmm. all you can do is let it mold you into a better person mm-hmm. so right. me i took that even though like sometimes especially subconsciously sometimes i struggle with like the rejection and abandonment and the should have could have would have whole aspect of things but it also helps me to realize that once you get older, you can't really blame that anymore. Yeah. You have to take accountability in the fact that you're an adult and you know right from wrong now. So it's like, I can't treat my husband like a terrible man because I may feel like my father was a terrible man. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I have to give him a chance and be fair. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. I I definitely... You know, know that it's not an easy thing to work through, especially being married, especially having a child and aspiring to have more children. But at the same time, you have to give people a chance because if you continually fight, fight back and have your guard up and so strong minded and certain things, it's like you really push people away. You push people out of your life because, oh, my father did this. So I'm a. You become bitter. You become angry. You become bitter. You become miserable. And you could really change the whole trajectory of your situation. Mm -hmm. Like, I took that and, you know, I still struggle with it. So, I'm not going to say that it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But I had to realize that, okay, well, now you're an adult. 
And now you have a daughter who's looking up to you Mm -hmm. and you cannot treat her father as if he did what your father did, you know? So that's just, you know, just give people a chance. But if I'm, but if I'm not your, if you are confident in the fact that whoever you're with is not your father, so you're not, so let's look at the other side of that. I think that the true testament of forgiveness and of letting it go and the true testament of you being a product of someone who is healed is being able to approach the person that hurt you with the person that's whole. And until you're able to stand face to face with the person that broke you and tell them that this is who I am whole and has nothing to do with you, I think that there's still some configuration that needs to go on. Because if I am a product of who God has created me to be and it had nothing to do with the person that broke me, I should be able to stand face to face with them and say, I forgive you and nothing that you have done is going to stop me from being who God has purposed for yeah. me to be. Right. I'm not there yet. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we could just keep saying, it's not easy, it's not easy. And it, ten, 10 years from now, it's just not easy. 20 years from now, it's just not easy. When are we going to stop saying that it's just not easy and actually face that? Face that? Yeah. I mean, I could um, kind of like agree with what Day is saying. Because yet, um, I do, I have, I didn't like grow up with a father as well. So like, I kind of get it. I agree with what Day was saying in terms of like, you know, like still kind of going through it because like, yeah, me and my father, like still kind of like, you know, button heads. And like during my last trip to Jamaica, like, you know, like, I'm not going to get into like too much detail, but like, you know, I went and saw him or whatever the case may be. And, you know, like I was ignored, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I'm here to see you, you know, kind of spend some time with you. And, like, with my other siblings or whatever the case may be. And, you know, it's just, like, I'm, like, trying to build that relationship at the same time. Trying to forget, like, whatever happened in the past. Let it be. Because, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, like, make whatever happened back then uh, disrupt what's going to be happening from now and, like, moving forward. So, like... It's still a work in progress for me as well. Definitely, yeah. And it's nothing. It's nothing at all wrong with a work in progress. You yeah. know, I'm all for that. But as as, a, as, as an individual who also it. had uh, uh, relationship issues with my father, mm-hmm. my father unfortunately is no longer living, and I had to say to myself, is twofold. One is what um, he really did. Was it worth me not speaking to him all those years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it didn't have anything to do with, or it did not in any way interject with what God allowed me to achieve and obtain. Yeah. And two, now that I'm a father, my perspective about parenting has changed. Mm-hmm. And when you become a father, it will change. Mm-hmm. How did it change? It changed because I say all the time, oh my God, what if one day, and I never want this day to come. But what if one day something happens? What if me and Daya don't work out? Yeah. And Ava goes with her and lives with her. And she doesn't really know the full details of what happened or transpired between the parents. Because we didn't have that conversation. She's too young to really understand mm-hmm. why it didn't work. But all she knows is that she was neglected. Mm-hmm. All she knows is that she didn't have her father around. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't know the details. And I think that we need to be careful that we don't cause too much 
strife on a person because we don't know the details. Mm-hmm. We were kids. Mm-hmm. We don't know the details that happened between our parents. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that thing that, that our mother, mm-hmm. who may have played it innocent the whole time, mm-hmm. we don't know what she has said that was one time too many that yeah. sent him over the, the edge and he said, it, I, I rather I rather just leave. You know, and it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse for the things that our parents do. But what it is, is God forbid that one day I make that same mistake and I want to come back to my daughter and I want her to forgive me and I want her to talk to me. And she's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want nothing to do with you. Heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to know that my daughter would, at my mistake, not want to talk to me, mm-hmm. even though my mistake was my fault. And I have 100 percent to do with what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God forbid that I finally got myself together yeah. and I wanted to come back. Or God forbid I didn't get myself together, mm-hmm. but I was just too ashamed. I, I thought I would be rejected if I went back to my daughter, so I didn't go. I would hope that somewhere down the line she would say, I'm so healed, I'm so whole, I'm good where I am, yeah. that I'll come back for you and yeah. show you you maybe you were too cowardice to come maybe you were too ashamed maybe you were too embarrassed but i'm whole enough to come to you and say to you even if we don't build our relationship again yeah even if we don't have that mommy daughter or that daddy son relationship i want you to know all is well yeah we have to be willing to give that grace that we want to receive for ourselves. and i definitely want that grace yeah i had to get to a point where even for my dad because um I can tell that he was hesitant about rekindling a relationship with me. I can tell that he was dealing with that, the of being fearful, like possibly, I'm not going to speak for him, but possibly like, oh, what is she going to say now that I'm actually coming back? And then I had to get to a place, it was very humbling, but I had to get to a place where I was like, what if he just didn't know how to be a father to me? Mm-hmm. Or what if he just didn't know how to apologize for the mistakes that he made? So then I made the initiative and I stepped out and I even asked Andre, I was like, can you help me to like drive down to Maine and spend time with my father so that I can put my foot out there to try to rekindle that relationship? And thank God that I did because our relationship is now flourishing. But we always have to remember that we would want grace if we was to make that mistake. We would want grace in the midst of whatever mistake that is. Um, The same grace that we want is the same grace we have to give. The part that's not really spoken about is like the child should not have to suffer because parents are not together still. They shouldn't. But but it's just, I mean, like, I'm not disagreeing with what you guys are saying. Like, y'all are big. I'm not there. <laughs> no, but but we Y'all are no, big. That's fine. I'm not but there. we didn't get we seem big because because we are over it. Yeah. But it wasn't always like that. It sure yeah. wasn't. Yeah, I know no, and I, I know. To, I it's used just to project like project that hurt onto Andre all the time. I used to project that onto him to the point where I was so afraid I was like, you know, everyone else walked out on me and I'm like, you know, if you wanna leave, go ahead. I used to always project that hurt onto Andre. But I had <laughs> <laughs> I had to really allow God to heal me and to fill those voids and empty spaces because if I didn't, I would have ended up destroying every relationship that I encountered because I was projecting that hurt from my past onto my 
present relationships. But what if you're like me, who's kind of like on the flip side? Because, yeah, I did project that on my relationship, I would say, especially like in the beginning. But then I had to realize that I cannot let this make me the person that I am. And I'm really good without, like, I could do without. That's like, I'm really, I'm really there. And <laughs> I tell my husband that- all the time, I can do without, like, why am I making a relationship with you for? Well, for what? I, I, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't even want to reach. I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't even want to reach out. I'm just like I'm good. I've, you know, we've built this beautiful family. We have a nice house. We have a baby. We we're living good. I don't even want you to just interrupt, interrupt my yeah. inner peace because even though like you could say, oh, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive, but then when you realize that. Sometimes some people just really don't change. And it's like I've been in situations where it's like, okay, I'll forgive. And then I knew for so many times he said like, oh, like to my mom, because my mom would tell me, oh, you know, he wants to come back, but he's scared that you're not going to talk to him or stuff like that. You remember stuff like that. But it's just like after a point in time, enough is enough. And we need to set boundaries as as adults, even with your parents. It's true. Because there's so many times where I said, okay, you know what? I'll forgive him. I even invited homeboy to my wedding. He didn't come. And it hurt me for a long time. But then I had to realize that my wedding was prosperous and wonderful without. We had a great time. And it was literally the wedding that I dreamed of. So what if you're like me who's like, I don't even want to talk to you. Like, I, I don't hate you. I forgive you so much so that I don't even think about you. <laughs> yeah, but, but and the you only, the the only factor, thing, though. the only thing that's a little difficult for me is honor your mother and father. So your days must be long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's sort of the only part that would make me go to talk to him. But then the, is it sincere? Yeah. Cause I'm only talking to you cause I can make it in and I don't yeah. even want to talk to you for real. So I'm kind of like, I guess I've, I'm so numb to it where I, I healed, I moved on, and I moved on so much that it's behind me 10 years ago. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so okay, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy with the life that I built for myself that I don't even want to let you in because I can say that I've forgiven you, but then the second you display what you've been displaying my whole life, I'm angry again, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person. Yeah, yeah, but you don't, have to, but you don't have to necessarily rekindle the relationship. I think that we have to really hone in on the fact that this is not for you. Yeah. This is for me. Yeah. And I, I, I'm i not doing this for you. I'm not doing this for a relationship. I'm not doing this because I think that you're going to change. I'm not doing this because I think you're going to come into my life. I'm doing this because I truly want it to be behind me. Yeah. Because we can say something that's really behind us, but we're only really saying that. But we're only putting that under a bunch of other different emotions and hurts. I'm not coming to you for you. Yeah. I'm coming to you for me. But then what happens when I go to you for me and then I'm like, what do I even did this for? Because I don't, I'm going to you for me so that I could fully heal from it. But you keep opening up that wound I'm trying to heal from. Yeah. What do you do then? Fresh can of worms. What do you do then? Yeah. I can't yeah. keep putting band-aids over the same thing. After a while, you need stitches and let it heal up and never open it back. Right, like, but I think that you know, something needs to happen because it then becomes a cycle yeah. of it, over and over again. And then now, 10 years from now, it's going to be like, yeah, and it's still behind me. It's no, so but, much behind me that I don't even know your number. Like, I'm no, good. but I'm so good. <laughs> no but it's, I'm but so good. It, it's really, it's really behind us. But, but, do we still have a rearview mirror in front of us though? Mm. So we say the things are behind us, but we can look right in our rear view and, and see it. everything, yeah. and be constantly reminded. And that's why the cycles keep going yeah. because although you're behind me. I still see, I still feel, I'm still reminded of what you've done. Yeah. So are you truly 
behind me? Yeah. Or are you really in my rear view in front of me? Yeah, I can honestly agree to that because before I made the initiative to be healed from um, the abandonment issues that I had, um, I was still saying, I, I don't, I used to say, I'm behind the fact that I didn't have a father in my life, so be it, you know, it's so past me. But I used to still say, oh, I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. And I realized that stemmed from the you fact really did that. For a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I re- it was so, so much So that means she wants kids it. now. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that did stem from a lot of other areas, a lot of other traumas that I experienced. But that was another factor. The fact that I was struggling with abandonment and rejection from the fact that I had an absent father. Mm -hmm. And I used to say, I didn't want kids. I didn't want to get married. You know, I don't need any of that. I'm good all by myself. But then I was like, is it really behind me if I'm sitting here still saying these things? So it kind of, it's like the rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it's behind me, but the moment I look in my rear view mirror, I'm still seeing the abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. I actually like the rear view mirror thing. Because I think that really is... That, yeah, for real. Because now that, like, I'm really thinking as she's talking, like, I think it's behind me in a sense where it does not affect me. But then I'm thinking about my daughter. Like you said, when it came to you, I don't think that about you. But then I think, like, now you have a daughter and you're trying to build a family. And I've made a vow, and you can contest, that I will never put anybody in my daughter's life who is inconsistent. Especially when you hold titles like mm-hmm. grandparents. Mm-hmm. Because now... Here it is. I healed, or I think I'm healed. Who really knows? Only God knows. (laughs) I don't know. I may be deceiving myself. But I think I'm healed from the situation. But I think about Ava, and I'm like, I don't even want to say, hey, this is your grandfather. And she Because kids are smart, and they remember things. So then when, if or when he decides to disappear and come back, now my daughter, and, you know, she's not going to have any voice because she has two very present parents and she has people who so into her life but it 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 constantly like it's a constant reminder that if he couldn't be a father to you he can't be a grandfather to his grandchild and i don't want ava to ever think like where's my granddad or why didn't he where's he or you know or even question did he not love me like where did he go you know so um i think i'm more so aside from protecting myself I think about my kid because she may or very very well may not say where's grandpa but then if she meets him and that is something that occurs i'm be like baby i don't know like you know you have milk (laughs) yeah he went to work (laughs) you know so it's kind of like i think my thing is though is that i never want ava to grow up saying that she was never told And that the result of her not being told is because of my own personal experience. I think that she deserves to know. She deserves to meet him. Mm -hmm. She deserves to know who he is. The joy about it is that we can control the narrative of the relationship. We can control control the narrative of what we will not allow to happen. But she deserves to grow up with friends to say, he is my grandfather and I know him. I don't have a relationship with him and we don't really see him often, but yeah. I know who he is. Yeah, I was even saying that to Andre, and I was like, you know, when we do decide to get married and if we do have a kid, he has so much family in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. He has a grandmother. He, um, If we was to have a kid, 
they would have a great grandmother and things of that nature. And I was saying to him, you don't need to rekindle that relationship, but there's a culture that your kid is going to be wondering about just because you didn't want to take that step to to get past whatever happened between you and your family. Mm-hmm. I was also saying that to Andre the other day. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well. Okay. When we come back, uh, we'll have a <laughs> an updated story on this. Maybe. Because yes. this was about relationships and marriage, not parents. But it all, but it all works. It, it, all, it does, it all but works. like not this deep. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so did we? Did we get a? You know, was it impactful? Did we get an understanding on the marriage at a young age? Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. you know, let's let's reel it back in. Okay. <laughs> well, we thank you, Monty, for having us on your show tonight. And we're so excited to be a part of the vault. Yes, and we're yes, so yes. proud of you. Yes. So and proud what of you. You're doing Keep going. This is dope. And this is so, yeah. so dope. I appreciate it. And we hope you guys get married soon. Yeah. 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 Since this is what we're here, I mean, what we're here for. <laughs> what we're here for, you know? And then I heard potentially one in children. I said one. I said one. I'll take it. And then I said, right. That's better than none. You stuck with none your I whole life. One, two, I would want my first to be twins. Mm. One and done. One and done. Double yeah. whammy. One and done. Yeah. Wanna hear that?